0: Thank you so much, Brother Jay, and greetings all. Welcome to Are You Listening? of the International Gospel Hour, and it's good to be with you. Today, my friends, we return to our potpourri of a program, if you will, and I'll tell you about that in just a moment. First of all, I want to let you know that we have a presence on social media, and we'd love for you to come and to follow us and to be a part If you're on Facebook, go to the International Gospel Hour page and like us and follow us. If you're on Instagram, feel free to follow us on Instagram as well as on Twitter at our underscore gospel. So on Facebook and Instagram, we're at the International Gospel Hour. And Twitter, it's our underscore gospel. We'd love for you to follow us. We'll keep you updated of the work that we're doing, where you can hear the International Gospel Hour. And then also, if the International Gospel Hour is coming in your area, whether by preaching or teaching, we'll let you know that as well. And now... Let's consider a program that we did a little earlier that we once again try the same pattern. And I call it a potpourri of a program. Let me introduce it this way. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 12. The writer says, And further by these, my son, be admonished. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Which means that our reading and our studying is a challenge, and it's good because it really stretches us to think. 2 Timothy 4.13, Paul gave Timothy instructions on what to bring, and among them, he said, bring the books, but especially the parchments. Now, the parchments, an indication of Paul's desire to write, or it could be additional reading that would be provided to him to help him to grow. Francis Bacon mentioned that reading will make a full man, conference a ready man, and writing an exact man. You notice it began by reading. With that being said, folks, I enjoy reading different things. I'm always trying to find the time where I can sit down and read a little more. And through the years, I've been blessed to collect a variety of articles. And on this special program, I'd like to share some good biblical writings with you that I found recently in an area church bulletin. And a couple of these articles I want to bring forth. They have very good thoughts, and they are things to help us to be guided in the Word of God. The first article, I do not know the author, but it's titled, Choice Matters, courtesy of the Bulletin of the Union Grove Church of Christ, in southeast Tennessee, in the area, the town of Cleveland. Choice matters. We live in the day of multiple choice. Whether buying a car, cookies, crackers, or clothing, Americans daily experience a long menu of choices. Forty years ago, I began to notice preachers telling people to go to the quote-unquote church of your choice, and now choices seem endless in religion and even moral lifestyles. Millions are absolutely sure, nobody can be absolutely sure about anything, and they are absolutely sure about that. The result is a radical pluralism that says all choices in religious belief and moral behavior are equally valid, and all roads somehow in the end take us to God no matter how different they are. But it won't wash. As somebody said, it is true that there are two sides to every question. It is also true there are two sides to a sheet of fly paper and it makes a big difference to the fly which side he chooses. Choices matter. Sometimes they matter more than others, but they often result in very significant consequences. According to a reader's digest article from July of nineteen eighty five, page one hundred seventy three, in nineteen twenty the management of the Boston Red Sox made the bad choice to sell a player named Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. After joining the Yankees in 10 out of the next 12 seasons, the Babe hit more home runs than the entire Red Sox team. Boston did not win a World Series between 1918, when Ruth was on their team, until October 2004. In 1938, Joe Shuster and Jerry Siegel sold all their rights for a comic book character they had invented for $130. The character's name? Superman. In 1955, Sam Phillips sold to RCA Victor Records his exclusive contract with a young singer named Elvis Presley and thus missed out on royalties from sales of more than a billion records. Choices make a difference. Ask Adam and Eve who, with the juice of forbidden fruit still dripping from their lips, find themselves outside the Garden of Eden and away from fellowship with God. As King David, after his secret, one night fling with another man's wife, turned into a tortured conscience and a lifetime of family strife, dysfunction, and grief. As the prodigal son, who spurned the teaching and guidance of his father and through a series of bad choices, ended up living a pigpen existence. Choices really matter. A single drink, or a single choice rather, to drink or smoke or use other kinds of Drugs often begin a downward spiral that ends in addiction and loss that is immeasurable. Marriages and homes and hearts are broken because men and women make bad choices. Young people choose to quit high school and literally pay a price, often for the result or the rest of their lives. People choose to spend money they don't have and use a plastic card to dig a financial hole that burdens their family and proves hard to climb out of. Sin is always a bad choice, Romans 6.23 and James one fifteen. As it regards where we will spend eternity, we actually have but one choice, heaven or hell. Jesus spells it out in Matthew 7.13 and 14 with words that stagger us if and when they ever really soak into our souls. Enter in by the narrow gate, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Many choices matter. Matter, but the choice Jesus describes matters. More than any choice we will ever make. What God will choose to do with us in eternity depends directly upon what we choose to do with Him in time. Think about it. What an outstanding article. Does that make you think? I'll be back in a moment with another article, but yes, friends, our choices do matter. Let's make the best choice and see God presenting us the very best choices. We can do so by reading and studying His Word, and with that said, The International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Just call us toll-free at 1-855-444-6988. That's 1-855-444-6988, and your free Bible course will come your way. You can also write us at internationalgospelhour.com. Go to our website, leave us your name, address, and request, and we will send that Bible course to you. And now, let's consider another article from a dear friend, from Palm Beach Lake, Florida, Brother David Sproul, and his article, God's Eight Measures of Heavenly Wisdom, Are You Wise? Would you say that you're wise? Do you realize that being wise is not the same as being smart? Some of the smartest people in the world are not very wise. Jesus, or rather James, teaches us much about wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, Chapter one and verse five. True wisdom is given by God from above, chapter one, verse seventeen. Later in the book of James, God gives a full description of the manifestation of true wisdom. Do you think you're wise? Don't listen to the world's evaluation. Listen to the qualities identified by God Himself that true wisdom possesses in James 3 in verse 17. The first one, the wisdom from above is first pure. Jesus taught, blessed are the pure in heart, Matthew 5, 8. Paul taught, whatever things are pure, meditate on these things, Philippians 4, 8. Are you wise? First answer, are you pure? Number two, the wisdom from above is then peaceable. Jesus taught, "Blessed are the peacemakers." Matthew 5:9. Paul urges us to live peaceably with all men. Romans 12:18 and 14:19. Are you wise? Well, are you peaceable. Number 3. The wisdom from above is gentle. Paul taught, "Let your gentleness be known to all men." Philippians 4:5. This is someone who is fair and reasonable in his dealing with others. Are you wise? Well, are you gentle. The wisdom from above is willing to yield. That's number four. Scripture emphasizes a spirit of submission that should characterize Christians. James 4.7, Ephesians 5.21 One must be ready to hear and to consider another's viewpoint. Are you wise? Well, are you willing to yield? The wisdom from above is full of mercy. Earlier, James asserted, In James 2.13, judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. We desperately need mercy, but we must extend it first. Are you wise? Well, are you full of mercy? The next one. The wisdom from above is full of good fruits. Jesus said a tree is known by its fruit. Matthew 12.33 only a good tree can put forth the deeds of righteousness that are pleasing to the Lord, Matthew seven, seventeen and eighteen, and James three and verse eighteen. Are you wise? Well, are you full of good fruits? David goes on to mention the wisdom from above is without partiality and without hypocrisy. And of course, his challenge is, if we're wise, we will be practicing these characteristics we see in James three and verse seventeen. Time will not permit us today to conclude the rest of David's article, But I believe you get the main jest and the main point to be wise in God's measures of heavenly wisdom as we see in James 3 and verse 17. If you would love a copy of these articles, we can make them available, and we would love to do that. Just let us know here on Are You Listening, part of the International Gospel Hour, and we'll be glad to help you with that. We hope that this opportunity will allow you to hear from some others who have written some very good things, yet they are biblically based and strengthened to help us walk in our spiritual growth with God. So to conclude our thoughts today, as my friend David Sproul would say, do you think you're wise? Don't listen to the world's evaluation. Hey, let's keep studying these things together right here on Are You Listening? I'm Jeff Archie. Thanks for joining me today and dear friends.